0: Hey there, sis, I am back in your ear today, and I have a special episode just for you. Today, I'm talking with Caitlin, Miss Caitlin Young. Caitlin is a recovery coach under the umbrella of the company, Her Best Self Co. And I am honored to have this conversation with Caitlin. Caitlin has been working in the behavioral health field for over 14 years, She has a master's degree in counseling, and she's been a board-certified behavior analyst for the last eight years. Caitlin has been in recovery and recovered from her eating disorder for over 10 years and has had a passion for helping others find freedom from their very own disorder. Today we're going to talk a little bit about Caitlin's journey. This episode is super special to me. It's just a fun, friendly, very light, but very deep and elegant conversation between myself and Caitlin. And you get to know how important it is for me to be invested in the coaches that I pull in to help support all of you. So if you didn't know, I provide one-on-one personalized coaching for clients to help you navigate through the recovery process. And I also have Caitlin that is supporting clients as well. And you can work with myself. You can also work with Caitlin. And you can find more out there at lindsaynickel.com. But for today's episode, I just can't wait to share with you the heart of Caitlyn Young. She is a true gem. Hey, girl. Welcome to the Her Best Self podcast. I'm Lindsay Nichol former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom, and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. I am so excited to share to all the listeners today, Caitlin Young. Caitlin, I'm so happy to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited as well.
0: Yes, so Caitlin is just an amazing spirit. She found me and a professional resource group, and we have hit it off. And Caitlin is well versed in the realm of our industry and eating disorder recovery. And so today I wanted to bring her on the show. I wanted all of you listeners to hear Caitlin, hear her journey, hear her story. And we're going to be talking about where her hope comes from, how we are moving forward and staying motivated. motivated and especially how you can do that in your journey because most of you right that are out there listening are coming week to week episode after episode wanting to learn how you get out of this mess wanting to learn how you get out of this pit of your eating disorder and so I wanted to bring more and more people on the show like Caitlin who also like me have lived experience who have been in the trenches of the disorder and who have made it out to the other side. And so I just wanted to welcome Caitlin. Caitlin, can you just share a bit about who you are and your journey?
1: Sure, so I'm Caitlin. Um, I live in Florida now. I grew up in Michigan. And I um, have been working in the behavioral health field for over 15 years. And I am actually a certified behavior analyst. I've been certified for about eight years. Um, And in that field, I primarily worked with individuals um, with autism. And I specialized in the treatment of feeding disorders. Um, I've also been in recovery myself from an eating disorder for over 10 years now. And um, I've always had a huge passion for helping others who are struggling. I just wasn't quite sure exactly what I wanted to do with that. And so um, for the past about two years, I discovered coaching And it was like I instantly knew that it is exactly what I was meant to be doing. Um, It fit me perfectly. It's exactly how I want to help other individuals. And coaching is something that I think would have been so helpful to me when I was going through recovery and struggling with the eating disorder. Um, Unfortunately, back then, it just wasn't really a thing. Um, and, but it's definitely something that I think is a, a key that was missing in my recovery that could have been very, very helpful. Um, so I've fallen in love with coaching. And um, Lindsay, of course, you've been teaching me everything there is to know and sharing all of your wisdom. And so I'm really excited to continue my journey uh, with coaching.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you join us on the team. And
1: there are gonna be so many women that are listening right
0: now that are blessed by you. And you've blessed me. I mean, just being able to share and talk with you about even our past experiences and how we got here and you know, being in that place of I don't know where it is I'm headed, but I certainly am in so much pain that I just don't want to do this life anymore. Being it going from that place to actually having this calling that God has put on both of our lives to help thousands and thousands upon thousands of women battle this horrific disease. It's just truly remarkable to me. And it is such a blessing because we're now stepping in that truth. Like who would have thought you know mm-hmm. and it's funny but it's also just like i want to cry my eyes out yeah. because it's in that place you don't think that there's life around the corner mm-hmm. and do you want to validate and just say thank you for being vulnerable and just showing up here today because it's hard to be vulnerable and share our stories and i do so publicly but not everybody mm-hmm. does that and it's one of those things to just honor so Can you share a little bit about your struggle and then how you got out of it?
1: Sure. Um, So going way back, um, I always struggled with a lot of anxiety when I was a child. Um, Since I can remember, I had a lot of anxiety. Um, I also displayed a lot of symptoms of OCD since I was about four or five years old. Um, I did not get diagnosed until I was an adult. Uh, so I struggled with that for quite a while, and I think it had a lot of an effect on my self-esteem. I just always felt like I was different, like something wasn't quite right. I wasn't like my friends. Um, So I would say the struggle with self-esteem started very young. Um, and then as I got older, it kind of transitioned to focusing more on the food and the, the calories and things like that. Um, I was always in some kind of activity like dance or gymnastics or cheerleading. And, you know, those sports um, focus quite a bit on body size and shape. And so um, when I was in gymnastics, I remember um, I was at a very prestigious gym and I am very, very, very tall. <laughs> uh, I have been since I was very small since I was a little girl. And of course in gymnastics, typically most individuals are rather on the shorter side. And so I remember one day I was on the balance beam and um I was just kind of having fun. I wasn't like a high level or anything like that. I just really enjoyed it. And my coach just randomly said, "Well, you might as well just quit because you're too big and you'll always be too big anyways." And I was like 10 or 11 at the time. And to me, that was like saying I was too big, like I weighed too much. I assume now what she meant was that I was tall and it's very difficult to do high level skills when you're tall. But to a 10 year old, I didn't understand that. I just heard too big. Um, So I think that's when I really started to focus a lot on my weight and my appearance. And it just continued uh, through high school. I was in a relationship that was very controlling. So the eating disorder was there. It was something I could control. I could control my, my weight and what I was eating. And that continued until freshman year of high school. At that point, I was really enjoying life. I was having a lot of fun, um, had some amazing friends. Everything was going really well, but I was really stuck in the behaviors. And so I had seen outpatient um, clinicians and that was going okay, but uh, we decided at that point that I should try a higher level of care. And so I did that and it was pretty successful. I was able to finish the program and come back home, finish college, behavior-wise I was doing quite well. I don't think I ever really worked through those underlying issues at that point, but I was stable. And so I did well, I graduated college, And then right after college, I got married. And um, at first it was great. And then it kind of turned into a similar relationship like I had in high school. Um, My husband was very, very controlling, very verbally abusive. And so the eating disorder rather quickly came back in as it was something I could control. I could focus on that. Um, It made me feel like everything wasn't chaotic. (laughs) And so I relapsed really quickly. And um, again, I tried outpatient therapy for a while, um, but I eventually needed a higher level of care. And at that point, I was so depressed and just miserable, hopeless. Um, I really didn't see any future for myself whatsoever. Um, I had kind of resolved to the idea that I probably wouldn't live for very long. And at the time, I was okay with that, which is really terrible to think about and sad. Um, But I just had no hope at that point. Life just looked very bleak. Um, And so I found myself in an inpatient setting. And again, just no motivation, just kind of there because I felt like I had to be. And um, one day while the other girls were getting ready, I was sitting in the living room um, overlooking the desert out the big window. And I was just praying to God that if there was some reason that I'm supposed to be here, if there's some reason that I'm meant to be living still, just show me a sign because I just couldn't see it. There was just nothing, no hope for me at that point. And so I finished praying and I randomly decided I'm going to just open my Bible and see if a verse pops out. Maybe that's the way God was going to show me a sign. And so I did, I randomly opened to a page and literally like the verse popped out at me and it said, I will not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. And I still get like goosebumps every time I think of it. I just am in awe because I mean, how much more of a sign could I ask for? It literally said, I will not die. I will live. And I will proclaim what the Lord has done. And, um, at the time, of course I didn't exactly know what that meant, but I knew I am meant to be here. I am meant to be alive for something and that God's going to use it for good. And I, I wanted to stick around to see what that meant. Um, I knew it was going to be something good. And so, um, at that point, my outlook really changed. I still struggled. I will not lie. It was still a very difficult road. Um, there are very difficult days, but I had the hope that something was going to come of this and that there was some reason I needed to survive. And that was enough for me to really start to put in the effort for recovery and make the changes that I needed to make. And now, you know, over 10 years later, I think I found what that meant and what I was supposed to be doing. And the reason that I went through that journey and that struggle, um, I believe is so that I can help other individuals that are suffering and hope, hopefully find the um, hope and healing that I was able to find.
0: Yeah. I just am like pausing <laughs> because I'm in awe of how a similar our stories are, Mm -hmm. but B how much growth and just with that simple seed of truth and hope that you needed in the moment, like it changed, it transformed your entire life. And yes, it was hard. The messy middle is a struggle. It actually Mm -hmm. gets harder before it gets easier. Those of us that have lived that know that, but when you're in it, you just, to your point, you just feel so depressed and depleted and destroyed. Hearing your story, it literally brings chills to me because it feels so true and authentic. And someone today that's listening needs to hear this because that type of hope is not just for me and you. It is given to everyone that sees themselves in your story. So you definitely have done just that. You definitely (laughs) have gone to live Exactly. Yeah. He's called you to do and that brings so much joy to me. I'm so, so very thankful that he sent you to me. I do want to talk about, you know, the tough days, you know, that messy middle, like, what, what during that time, did you cling to? Was it that burst? Was there a couple other things? I mean, I know, and depending upon different treatment facilities, right, like you're doing things day by day by day, but on the tough days, like what gave you that motivation?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So definitely the verse Um, for a very long time, every single morning when I'd wake up, I would repeat it to myself uh, just so I had that reminder. Um, and when things got really tough, I spent a lot of time praying. Um, the center that I was at had a really beautiful garden out back that we could go to. Uh, so I would take time to go out there and just pray or read my Bible. Um, and sometimes that helped. And other times it was still just a really rough day. And so it was super helpful to just talk and talk to the other ladies that were there um, to get support. And a huge thing that I did, um, I think it was like an assignment that I did maybe towards the beginning was similar um, to kind of writing down your best self. And so I had an assignment to write down what I wanted my future to look like. And so I spent a lot of time on that. I really thought a lot about at that point, what I want in my future to look like ideally. And so I would read that also on those really hard days and just remind myself that these things are possible. I can do this. I can get through this so that I can live life um, as my best self and be you know, happy and content. And so that really helped just with the motivation and getting through those really dark days, just looking towards the future.
0: Yeah, I will also say is exactly what propelled me. Right? It was I know, I don't want to be here. And I know we often share with clients, like we don't even know sometimes what their means. But Mm -hmm. if we can take on somebody else's journey, or see somebody else's outcome, and Mm -hmm. go, what do I no longer want to do, then that's my Who do I want to step into becoming. And I think during that process, that evolution is where we find that we are completely separate Mm -hmm. from the eating disorder. Prior to that, we're so jaded. We believe that that's who we are. And then during that evolution, that process, that transformation, right, we shed layers of ourselves. And I think that's exactly what you're sharing and experiencing. And I love it. I really had to
1: focus um, a lot on what my true identity was, um, because I was very, very wrapped up in the identity of the eating disorder. That's just what I had known for so long. And that's at the time who I felt like I was, was the eating disorder. Um, So it took a lot of practice separating myself from that and focusing on um, my identity in Christ and just my identity outside of the eating disorder. Um, And that took a lot, a lot of um, patience and a lot of practice and it took some time. Um, But thankfully, I feel like I'm definitely in the place now where I I know what my identity is. And it certainly does not include an eating disorder. Um, It's definitely different than it was back then.
0: You know, I often hear that. Like, I feel like my heart is broken or I feel like I'm not true to who I am because I don't even know who I am. Right. And that's what's so amazing and incredible about coaching what i'm doing what you're doing like it just it breeds that light into somebody's journey would you talk a little bit about you know when those negative thoughts came in and you're just sitting in that situation and you have the desire to change give me like an example of something that you feel that the listener can take away from and do something tangible with in that moment right like i'm your client I and mean, we do this all the time those who are listening react out like we We make sure that we're constantly on top of our game so we can help and support all of our clients. But acting out that experience, right? What is something tangible? I am struggling. I am in the nitty gritty. And someone here listening today needs that hope. What can they do right now?
1: Yeah. So the biggest um, thing that I did and the biggest advice that I would give somebody that's just having a lot of those negative thoughts at the moment would be to practice reframing those thoughts as best as you possibly can. Um, I think it's really important that we basically retrain our brain to go from those automatic negative thoughts, those eating disorder thoughts to the truth. And um, for me at the time, and even still, um, I get my truth from the Bible. And so um, I have memorized certain verses uh, that I know when I'm kind of being attacked by those negative thoughts. They're typically fairly similar. And so I have those verses ready to uh, fight back basically. And sometimes I have to do it multiple times, and then I even have to spend some time praying about it. Um, but the more that I've been able to speak the truth against the negative thoughts, against the eating disorder voice, the easier it's become over the years to fight those thoughts, and they don't attack me all day long anymore. I've been able to overcome them by just reframing those thoughts. So a big one for me is that I'm not perfect, and that I'll never be perfect. And so something that I might say back is, you know, the Lord made me just the Way that I am. I'm perfect in his image. And to me, that's all that matters. So it doesn't matter if I'm not perfect to the world because I never will be. Um, and that's okay. The Lord made me how I am for a reason. Um, and I even do that with my daughter. I have a five-year-old and sometimes she'll make little comments like, oh, I don't like the way I look today or I wish I looked different. And so I'll help her at that point to reframe those thoughts. You know, God made you who you are, you're beautiful, you're here for a purpose. It doesn't matter what you look like, all of those positive things that are truth uh, to fight back against those thoughts.
0: It's so powerful because mm. you are literally, you know, changing generations. And that's mm. that's what we coach our women to be doing. It's it's so the why is so much bigger than mm. just ourselves. It's generational change. And now that we know better because we've lived experience and we've overcome, right, we can do better and continuously leverage those tools and resources. As women in our culture, I mean, we get hit left and right. You go on Instagram, you're gonna see where you feel inadequate, everybody else's highlight reel. But being able to have that go-to, that reframe, those healthy coping skills and behaviors to turn to versus our destruction, with food control in our life is exactly the healing that I know both you and I pride ourselves on, but that I even see just in you as you're experiencing and sharing the story with us. What does your best self
1: mean to you? How are you really living in that truth today? Yes. So living as my best self means waking up and being open to what the day brings and being open to what the Lord brings my way knowing that Sundays are wonderful and things go how they're planned and exactly how I expect them to and that other days do not go as planned and it can be a little bit chaotic Um, but living as my best self means that I can handle those situations I can get through those struggles those challenges the chaos and come out on the other side and still be thankful and content um, and not using any disorder behaviors or other uh, maladaptive behaviors to get through those things going with the flow a bit being open to what's out there um, and just living one day at a time. And also looking forward to the future as well. I don't know what's going to happen, but once I started to really be accepting of the Lord's idea for my future, it's been absolutely wonderful, very helpful to me. And um, also just being able to take care of myself, practicing those self-care skills. Um, I've discovered things that I really enjoy as I've gotten older, um, some hobbies that I enjoy. And so taking time each day to do those things that I love and that give me comfort and peace has been um, very very helpful, just in my overall health and um, self esteem and spirit. Um, I feel really good when I'm able to do those things that I enjoy.
0: I call it the triad. When your mind, your body, and your soul are in alignment, that's when that freedom can actually take on a life of its own. But if we've got any of those elements that are out of whack or alignment, I feel like that's where we get into the danger zone because we may have our mind we feel like we're a little bit further on and our body, we feel healthier, but our soul and our inner being and our purpose and our why is what keeps us grounded to our truth and who we are. Right. And if we don't have that element, then we're missing that. We're always soul searching and finding and trying to search for our worth or to in your words, you know, like wanting to be perfect all the time. I mean, that hits for so many listening I know but for myself too I mean I was like the perfection queen and constantly having to reframe those thoughts even today right of you don't have to be perfect good is fine good is fine good is good enough for today so I absolutely love that Caitlin you are a joy where can all of the listeners today find you work with you
1: give me the details Yes, thank you so much. So um anybody interested in getting in touch with me can go to her best self hope. And then my email is on that website. So they can email me directly on there to reach out. And I would love to speak with anybody and meet some new people. Yeah. Come on over to the
0: website, find Caitlin out there. It is amazing to have you join us. And thank you so much again for sharing your story, being willing to show up here and for continuing to bless lady after lady, hour after hour, bite after bite. I mean, we are in the weeds, y'all, and it is so amazing and it's so incredible to be in the weeds, but this is a hard place and it requires love, dedication, and spirit and calling. I'm just very thankful for you. So thanks for joining us today again, Caitlin. We will see you real soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women. Find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show. And I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time. Bye for now, girl.